When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, uh, today I, I, I want to talk about loyalty. I want to talk about longevity and and that iconic player that that decides to stay with a club for his entire career, a guy who is that lifetime contract-type player. It's a rarity in, in today's game, and, and what got me thinking about it was all this talk uh, today about Jose Altuve uh, signing his contract extension with Houston uh, to be an Astro for life. And, and that phrase, that Astro for life or that, you know, guardian for life or Indians for life or Cleveland ball player for life. I, that whole, uh, you know, sort of situation fascinates me because of, of, of how rare it is and how special a player has to be and how, uh, receptive to it that the organization has to be on both sides. Altuve obviously signing uh, a- after already a, a long and, and productive and prosperous career with Houston. Uh, now it, sort of in the on the backside of his career has decided, you know, he's he's going to take a five year, one hundred twenty five million dollar extension uh, to close out his career there. And, and I think that's what both sides really wanted. Uh, it, it reminds me of the deal that that Jose Ramirez uh, signed with Cleveland before the 2022 season, and and it just gets me to thinking about you know who were some of the players that have moved on from this organization from the uh, the Cleveland organization that you would have liked to have seen be Cleveland players for life, Guardians for life, Indians for life, that kind of thing. Uh, what did you think when you saw the uh, the the Altuve extension and what it means for not just for Houston and and for him, but for all of baseball? Yeah, I thought it was a great sign, Joe. I, I I really love these 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 kind of deals. And like you said, it's so difficult to do, um, you know, in this day of free agency and arbitration and everybody going for the last dollar and so much money out there. It really has to take a, a different kind of individual. And he obviously has to, like you said, it has to take a ball club too. The organization has to accepted too and uh, you know as soon as I saw the the deal with Altuve I thought immediately of Jose Ramirez but listen Altuve a lot like Ramirez uh, Altuve's from Venezuela Ramirez from the Dominican they both signed when they were 16 17 years old Um, you know and now Altuve is 33 he has been uh, you know he signed with in with as an international free agent in 2007 and now it you know it's 2024. This guy's been to eight All Star games, three batting titles, six Silver Sluggers, one Gold Glove, one MVP uh, award. He's he's gone to the World Series multiple times. And uh, why not end it? Why not end it in uh, 
ended in 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 Houston, the place where you started. Instead of you know at this point in your career, maybe parting ways with your 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 former club and then becoming a hired gun and bouncing around to five different teams before you finally hang it up. I mean, you know, in a perfect world, this is this is the way it's supposed to work, Joe. Yeah, I think the uh, the perfect scenario is is sort of like the you know to go back to the uh, uh, the days before free agency where uh, where players were sort of bound to the club for. Uh, you know, for, for the entirety of their careers, unless there was a trade or something like that. But, you know, that leads to the players being mistreated. And, and obviously that's not the uh, the best situation for the players. Uh, so, yeah, I, you talk about I, the word I opened with was loyalty, but loyalty goes both ways. It, it, you talk about that loyalty to uh, to the team from the player. You talk about uh, the players recognizing the the value and the potential of these certain star players. It's not every player that, that can earn a, a contract like what Jose Altuve has earned or what, you know, Jose Ramirez deserved. Uh, it's, it's, it's a rare thing. And I think uh, the names that popped into your head and uh, when, when, I, when I brought up that question, you know, who were some guys that you would have liked to have seen stay with Cleveland uh, beyond, you know, they're leaving in free agency or, or being traded away before they became free agents. Uh, you, you know, those there are certain ones that, that pop out in, in your mind. Uh, who are some of the guys you immediately thought of uh, as guys that were here uh, for maybe some of the best parts of their career, uh, but then moved on and you would have liked to have seen them have that sort of moment where, uh, you know, the the crowd, uh, you know, gives them that 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 send off and, you know, they they get to retire in a Cleveland jersey and and and, you know, the the fans forever look at them as, hey, that's one of our guys. Yeah, there's a couple that jump right off the page, Joe. First, Jim Tomey, you know, 2000, uh, you know, 13th round pick of the uh, ball club. Um, and, uh, you know, they're their all time home run leader and a Hall of Famer that hit over 600 home runs. You would have loved to seen him be a, a you know, a, a Cleveland Indian slash guardian from womb to tomb. And, uh, you know, and you would love to see him hit those 600 home runs in a Cleveland uniform. Yeah, I, I think uh, it, it, every one of six, uh, Jim Tomey's 600 home runs uh, were hit for Cleveland. I think uh, you're looking at this franchise a, a little differently uh, in, in the, uh, the early 2000s, all the way up until that, basically that whole decade there after he left, uh, where, uh, you know, they did make it to the postseason, uh, you know, in, in 2007. But again, it was a struggle. And, and Tommy being in the middle of that lineup would have meant something. But but really, if you look back to when he was inducted into the Hall of Fame and 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 all of those moments that, that basically Cleveland had to share with a bunch of other uh, cities, uh, Philadelphia, um, Minnesota, Chicago, they all had, uh, their own little sort of farewell ceremonies to, uh, to Jim Tomey. And, and, you know, I'd be lying if it was, if there wasn't a little bit of jealousy because, you know, this is a guy who should have been, uh, you know, a, a Clevelander all the way around, uh, his entire career. Uh, but you know, the, the way that uh, free agency is set up the way that, you know, uh, the contracts were and, and basically the, the, the the issues that still face Cleveland today about the uh, their payroll size, uh, it's obvious. You know, this is a guy who, who um, you know, did choose to, to walk away and, and, and seek the 
the higher dollar there. But uh, again, you can't blame a guy for that. I don't think I, I think he still gets a, a, a bad rap from some Cleveland fans uh, for, for chasing that dollar. Yeah, the system is set up to encourage players uh, to, uh, you know, seek the last dollar to, you know, see what their value is on the open market. And that's a good thing. You know, it, it, you know, there's, there's no such thing as a reserve clause anymore. Um, <laughs> you know, so the, the next guy on the list, Joe, my list is Sandy Alomar Jr. Never mm-hmm. thought he should have left. Um, this is a guy that spent 10 years, more than t- uh, 10 years in Cleveland. And uh, just, um, you know, he, he, you know, obviously he didn't come up in our system. Uh, you know, it was they they acquired him from San Diego, but he made his big league debut here. He was the rookie of the year here. He he was a foundation foundational piece to the to the renaissance of Cleveland, and he's back here for what his 14th or 15th year on the coaching staff. So this is a guy that I thought should have, you know, st- uh, started and ended his career in Cleveland. Yeah, and and you mentioned you know he came back. He's been on the coaching staff for 14 years. I I think that sort of, you know, that sort of cements and seals him as a, a Cleveland guy for life. You know, it's easy to sort of ignore whatever years he spent in Chicago or or with the Mets or any other organization he played in. You only remember Sandy Alomar Jr. as as a, a a Cleveland Indian and and playing for this this franchise and and for his contributions to Cleveland. Uh, so I, I think he's a guy who, you know, even though there might have been a little bit of a lapse in there, you can you can overlook that and, and think, oh, man, this guy's uh, Cleveland for life. And, you know, maybe even same thing with uh, with with Kenny Lofton, who he, he didn't make his debut with Cleveland, but uh, he played certainly the, all the best years of his career uh, were were with the Indians. And, uh, you know, he's he make what came back twice and and basically ended his career uh with Cleveland so uh he, 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 I don't think he's necessarily Kenny necessarily fits the mold of what we're we're talking about here uh today uh because he like you said he wasn't a draft pick or he didn't you know play his rookie season uh with us but uh you, you sort of can can maybe work your way around and and, and shoehorn him into the uh uh, the argument and the, the conversation here is, as uh, a guy that you would have liked to have seen spend his entire career here and, and be a Clevelander for life. Yeah, and from a historical perspective, Joe, there's only uh, six players in Cleveland history that have been with the organization, you know, for a, you know, that have been, you know, uh, Cleveland players for their entire career and for a significant amount of time. The Bob Feller. Bob uh, Bob Lemon, Mel Harder, Al Rosen, Guy Morton, and Jack Craney. And Lemon, Feller, and uh, Graney are in the Hall of Fame. So that shows you, you know, what kind of uh, impact that has when you are with one club and you're, a, you know, a productive to a high productive player for a significant amount of time. And, Joe, just look at the uh, this recent, uh, you know, Hall of Fame class. Um mm-hmm. You know what uh, that 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 you know Mauer, uh, Todd Helton, all you know uh, Joe Mauer and Todd Helton all played with the same team, uh, and other you know recent Hall of Fame inductees, uh, Derek Jeter, Mariano Rivera, Chipper Jones, you know uh, Edgar Martinez, all with one team. 
So um, an interesting, uh, you know, it, it shows you the significance and the impact of, of a player being with one club. Uh, it, you talk about that longevity and that impact that you have on a franchise. Uh, you're talking about, at least from a Cleveland perspective right now, guys on the roster, you're talking about Jose Ramirez, obviously. And this is a guy who, um, you know, made the decision before the 2022 season that he wanted to stay in Cleveland, took less money than, than what he could have definitely made out on the, uh, on the open market or after, after being traded, uh, that, uh, that, uh, that season, um, you know, it, it was a, a big step and, and a, a franchise transforming step, uh, for Ramirez, who's what, 11 years in now. So we talk about, uh, you know, those 10 plus year guys with one club and there's no, we're not saying we know for sure that Jose is going to finish his career here in Cleveland. It's, it's entirely possible that he doesn't. But, you know, from the player's perspective, he wants to stay here. And as long as he's a productive player, I think the team wants him to, to stay here and to, to build around him and to keep him happy. So, uh, you know, I, I think if we were having if we were recording this podcast in five to six years, I think Jose Ramirez would be at the top of the list in terms of, you know, guys that uh, guys that were uh, franchise, uh, you know, beginning to end type players. Uh, yes, Joe, I, th- I agree wholeheartedly. Like you said, he's 11 years into his career in Cleveland. You know, that he, he debuted in 2013. And the, the, the thing is, Joe, you never know what, you know, when, when a guy can turn into, you know, a lifetime uh, ball player in one city. You know, when Ramirez came up, he was a utility guy. He was mm-hmm. kind of a change of pace player. You know, he's a pinch runner, a pinch hitter. He could steal a base. And then all of a sudden, you know, year by year, you saw him turn into this, you know, this switch hitting monster, power, stolen base, you know, good defense at at, at third base, you know, and he just uh, so you really never know, you know, how a player is going to mature, how a player is going to develop and just, you know, how good he's going to be and how hard he's willing to push himself. I want to remind our listeners, uh, if you want to react to. Uh, if you have a name that you're sitting there listening to this podcast and screaming uh, into the speakers, just uh, a, a guy who who you wish had had stayed in Cleveland from uh, beginning to end of his career, uh, that that your favorite uh, player, um, you, you know, the, the best way to, to communicate that that to us is via subtext. Uh, you can subscribe for three ninety nine a month uh, by going to Cleveland dot com slash subtext or by uh, sending a text message to two one six. Two zero eight four three four six, and and we're going to read here some uh, some responses. Uh, I, I did send out a text to our, our subscribers and uh, asked them this question. I said, you know, uh, in just in light of this Altuve contract making him an Astro for life, who were some of the players who left via free agency and trade uh, that you would have liked to have seen stay in Cleveland for life? Uh, Ramirez obviously is is that guy that uh, you know he he seems to be an anomaly. Uh, but I asked the, the subscribers to think back as far as they can and to reply with some names who they wanted to see uh, be uh, Cleveland for life type players. Um, I, one of the first and, and most immediate responses uh, was a guy who just uh, just retired this offseason uh, in Michael Brantley. Uh, what, what do you think of that one, Hoinsey? Uh, Brantley, a guy that a lot of people would have liked to have seen stay in Cleveland for his entire career. 
Yeah, high on my list, Joe. High on my list. You know, they they got him uh, as uh, he saved the CC Sabathia deal from Milwaukee. He was the player to be named. He played uh, uh, 10 years in Cleveland and then went on, I think, five years for Houston. But he's a guy that never should have left. They never should have let him go, Joe. They've had outfield problems ever since they let him go. You know, I know he had some health problems, obviously. You know, they the the organization weathered the storm with, with Brantley. But when he was just getting healthy, they let him go and let him walk for a song. So, yeah, that's a guy that should have been a, a Guardians slash Indians player, you know, from start to finish. Yeah, that uh... – the uh, what was it? The uh, the qualifying offer, I think, uh, should have been extended there. Uh, or, or if it was, it, it, you're hoping that uh, maybe you would have played for another uh, qualifying offer year or something just to keep him one more season and or or, or try and, and, and lock him up long term and, and hope that he, uh, you know, chose to retire uh, in Cleveland. But you can't argue with, uh, you know, Brantley going to Houston and, and basically being in the playoffs every year for uh the the last what five six seven years so um you know uh good to see uh you know him step uh retire on his own terms this this past off season uh and uh certainly a guy that you would have liked to have seen wearing a cleveland uniform uh from beginning to end uh, uh obviously the uh looking at the responses here that we got uh mark nelson from chicago uh wrote some names here tommy manny kluber bieber are all guys that that he wanted to see uh, Jim told me a very popular response uh, <laughs> among our subtext subscribers. I think they're pretty much every one of these responses and we're up to maybe like 30 some, uh, within the last half hour, uh, Jim Tomey named on the vast majority of them. But what do you think of the other suggestions there? Uh, Manny Kluber, Bieber, uh, guys like that from, from Mark Nelson in Chicago. Yeah. I love the, the Manny Ramirez, uh, mention. I think if Manny would have stayed in Cleveland, um, uh, he would be in the Hall of Fame right now, Joe. I'm not saying he wasn't experimenting with PEDs in Cleveland, but I think he would have, you know, the chance of him, you know, keeping his nose cleaner, of staying on the right path, uh, was was a lot better in Cleveland than it would have been in Boston. And nothing against Boston, but I, you know, I think Manny, uh, someone led Manny down the pa- the primrose path there. But uh, yeah, uh, Ramirez, I like, you know, Kluber. Is, Kluber is really a, an interesting choice to me. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, they they got him in a trade from San Diego, a minor league. Tra- you know, he was in the minor leagues. Uh, he pitches nine years in Cleveland, wins two Cy Youngs, goes 98 and 58. Uh, you know, obviously his career hasn't been the best since he left. Uh, but again, uh, you know, would he have been? Would he have been? Uh, you know. I just think, yeah, that would have been a guy for me that he would have liked to to uh, see, uh, you know, just kind of finish his career in Cleveland. But I think it's it's easier, Joe, for position players to do this right. than it is for pitchers. Yeah, that's where that's where I was going with that. After you were going to finish there, I was going to say, is are we talking about apples and oranges here with pitchers and position players? Because uh, you know, obviously, it's it, it, pitchers are uh, uh, not a renewable resource. Their uh, their uh, their shelf life is finite, and and you know, Corey Kluber gave a lot to this organization for a long time, uh, but he was also ridden pretty hard, uh, you know, for for many innings uh, that he pitched uh, in Cleveland, and that might have something to do with uh, the decline in his career after he left uh, 
left this club. So uh, certainly, okay, let's let's go in the wayback machine. We've got some uh, some suggestions here from uh, the uh, Columbus area code, Doug. Actually, this is Doug in Ocala, Florida, who has a Columbus uh, uh, phone number. Uh, Doug says, uh, Rocky Calavito, Norm Cash, Roger Maris. I think the 60s would have been different for the tribe if they had not been traded. Uh, would you have liked to have seen Rocky Calavito? I'm sure a lot of people would have liked to have seen Rocky Calavito finish his career in Cleveland. Yeah, Rocky is not high on my list. I still haven't gotten over Trader Frank Lane trading him to the uh, <laughs> to the Tigers on on Easter on Easter Sunday. Joe, he traded him when I was about seven years old. It's still the sh- I'm still shocked by it. Uh, yeah, Rocky Calavito, you know, uh, definitely he, he came. You know, he's still a hero in Cleveland. You would have thought right. Rocky never played anywhere else. He came back for two tours. But still, he should have been a, a Cleveland Indian from start to finish. Uh, you know, uh, I like uh, I like uh, what uh, you know. Uh, Norm, what was it? Who were the other guys? Norm, Norm, Norm Cash and Roger Maris were the suggestions yeah. from uh, yeah. Dave. <laughs> Maybe I don't know if Roger hit sixty one in Cleveland. You know, without Mickey Mantle pushing him in New York, but uh, and that short right field porch at Yankee Stadium, but it would have been nice to see him uh, give it a give it a go. And uh, you know, I I've got a couple guys, Ray Fossage. I thought mm-hmm. you know their first pick, I think, in when the draft was 1960. I thought he, you know, a great catcher for Cleveland. Thought he should have stayed. He should have been an Indian for life. Uh, I, I've got a, a couple of suggestions here going to the the Wayback Machine. Uh, Ray, you said Ray Fossey, uh, Buddy Bell, Chris Chambliss. Uh, also, uh, a couple more in there, uh, Joe Carter and Greg Swindell. We can get into the Joe Carter suggestion here in a minute, but what did you think of uh, uh, the idea of Buddy Bell and, and Chris Chambliss? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, Chris Chambliss was one. <laughs> Gabe Paul as soon as Gabe uh, went to the Yankees and became president of the Yankees, he made that trade for Chris Chambliss and they won a world series because of it. So yeah, I think that was, that was an interesting, uh, Chris was what rookie of the year in Cleveland mm-hmm. should have, uh, yeah, should was a uh, interest. Yeah. Another guy that maybe should have stayed a lot longer in Cleveland. Uh, Joe Carter as a suggestion here. Now you understand what that means. If, if Joe Carter, you know, plays out his career, in Cleveland after they acquired him from, uh, what, the Cubs. Uh, if they don't trade him to San Diego, then you don't get Sandy Alomar, Carlos Baerga, uh, and, and those great 90s teams maybe look a, a lot different. Uh, Pat Grichik in uh, Garfield Heights suggesting Joe Carter because he moved here in 86, and, and that was the guy who was the uh, uh, the star at the time. A lot of, fe- a lot of people's favorite player, uh, and they were sad to see Joe Carter go at the time, but uh, – you know, the impact that it had on this club for for several years after that was was maybe more important than keeping Joe Carter uh, an Indian for life. Yeah, that's a good point, Joe. You know, um, you know, I remember Andre Thornton telling me, you know, when they got Joe Carter, he said that was the first time that they that he'd seen a, the Cleveland organization kind of commit to an athlete like that, you know, a guy that could hit and run and, and hit for power and play defense. You know, Joe was what the first, one of the first, maybe the second 30, 30 guy in Cleveland history, maybe the first 30, mm-hmm. 30 guy in Cleveland history. I think he was the had, first. Yeah. And had 200 hits. Uh, you know, he was really a, a fun player to watch, but like you said, he, 
not only did he kind of, you know, <laughs> the, the door opened to athletes, you know, when he arrived, but he, he, uh, he made sure the Renaissance in Cleveland took place too with, by getting traded to a San Diego. Uh, Tim Johnson from Rockville, Indiana, uh, writes in uh, guys that we should have kept for life. Rocky Calavito, Louis Tiant, Jim Tomey, and the one that got away, Norm Cash. He says the 1960s would have been a lot different with Calavito and Cash in the outfield and Tiant uh, paired with McDowell on the mound. Uh, can't, hard to argue with that. Yeah, you can't argue with Louis Tiant. I think he's one of the most under underrated pitchers. In, in history, baseball history, I have I cannot understand why he's not in the Hall of Fame. You know, you look at his numbers when he was with Cleveland, even when he went to Boston and when he started bouncing around. I mean, you know, I think he's got over 220 20 wins. Uh, definitely, definitely a guy that would have been looked good in Cleveland, you know, from start to finish. And this is a guy that was durable, Joe. Yeah, uh, durability has uh, has a lot to do with it. Has a, a it goes a long way. Uh, another uh, recently retired guy, uh, Victor Martinez, uh, it, it mentioned by uh, a couple of uh, of our subscribers here who who wrote in. Uh, what do you think of the idea of, of maybe you know what Victor went on to do for uh, other ball clubs when you know after he was traded away, uh, particularly in Detroit where he settled into that role as a as a, a an elder statesman and a, a DH there in the backside of his career, uh, really very productive uh, as, uh, you know, after he, he left Cleveland. Yeah, I love Victor. Um, you know, some guys can't wait to get out of Cleveland. You know, when they get when they got traded, they were dancing out the clubhouse door. Victor never wanted to leave. I think <laughs> Victor would have been satisfied if he was, you know, an Indian, an Indian slash guardian from start to finish. This guy, Joe, he spent six years in the minors before he even got a sniff of the big leagues in Cleveland and still became one of the, you know, better catchers slash first baseman slash DHs. I mean, when the day they traded him to Boston, he was crying in the locker room. Mm -hmm. Him and his kid were crying. It was, it, you know, it really tore at your heart. So, yeah, I would have liked to see Victor, you know, stay from start to finish. Yeah, that's uh, certainly uh, one of the name that, that that didn't maybe, you know, start off, uh, at, you know, thinking about Victor. But, uh, you know, he certainly worked his way into this, the, the, the thought process here. Just a guy that you would have liked to have seen uh, be, be the ultimate, uh, you know, Cleveland guy uh, from start to finish. Uh, I thought this was a great conversation, Hoinsey. I thought, uh, you know, we covered a lot of different uh, different players. And, you know, who would have thought that uh, a guy who stands only four apples high uh, in, in Houston would have inspired us to uh, sit here and think about, uh, you know, who who we want to see wearing the Cleveland uniform from, from start to finish of their career. Uh, so thanks, Jose Altuve. How many Altuves high is he? Uh, is that how many Altuves <laughs> is that building high? I, I still that's one of the best things when they were they measured buildings based on how many Altuves high they were. Uh, that was that was before the guy started to cheat his way to a World Series. So I I, I think uh, um, you know it was back when in time when I actually admired the dude. Uh, all right, uh, Hoynes, that's going to wrap up today's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Uh, we'll check back in with you again tomorrow, and, and thanks to all of our subscribers who uh, who responded and made uh, made today's show uh, uh, so great. Good deal, Joe. 